This podcast was brought to you by AD Banker and Company, specialists in licensing your office staff for property and casualty or life and health since 1979. Licensing webinar classes now available so your staff can study and learn at home or right there in your office. For more information, go to adbanker.com. Lisa Powell is an award-winning producer with Farmers Insurance in Omaha, Nebraska. A graduate of the University of Wyoming with double degrees in economics and finance, Lisa and her husband, Reggie Powell, started their scratch agency with Farmers Insurance in Omaha in 2004. Together, they have built a 4,000-plus policies in-force agency almost exclusively from referrals. Their agency has been selected for their prestigious President's Council Award twice. In addition, their agency has qualified for topper and championship awards numerous times. They are also able to boast of one of the highest retention rates in the state for the company. Reggie and Lisa's two beautiful daughters are Adele and Nevlin. Please welcome to our program, Lisa Powell. Dennis, my pleasure to be here. Say, how does uh, things look in Omaha this morning? You know, it's been kind of a dreary spring so far, so the sun is out and shining today, so we're pretty excited about that. Now, you've uh, got two daughters, uh, Adele and Nevlin. Uh, I presume they're already at daycare. What time do you get uh, into the office in the mornings? <laughs> Not as early as I'd like. Um, with getting two little ones out the door and myself out the door, um, they're normally to daycare by 8.30, and I'm, I'm to the office shortly thereafter. So I'd like earlier, but sometimes a three-year-old and a five-month-old just make things a little bit challenging. So Yeah. You know, well, I know we have listeners that are uh, new mothers and uh, young families. Uh, how do you balance the, uh, uh, the insurance business with raising uh, small children? Oh, gosh, that's a good question. Um, you know, it is a big challenge. Um, you know, when we started, my husband, Reggie, and I, we would work, you know, 13, 14-hour days. Our clients were accustomed to being able to choose an 8 o'clock p.m. appointment. You know, we just worked all the time. But now that we have a very young family, we we can't do that any longer. Um, so I attribute the balance to great staff. Um, I'm able to stay home with a sick child if I need to because my staff is here running things and running things well. A lot of our clients prefer to talk to them over me sometimes um, because they're used to working with them now, um, which is wonderful. Um, so I, I think the big thing is, is letting go of the control. I had a really hard time doing that for a long time because, of course, I think a lot of us have the mentality, no one can do it as good as me, um, so I'll just do it myself. Um, but when the, the girls came along, I had to let go because I couldn't work long, crazy hours that we were before, and I didn't want to because, you know, I had these precious little babies at home that I wanted to be with as well, so I it's understand. hard, but I would contribute it to great staff. Well, I understand. That's that's important. Uh, now, I know you uh, mentioned uh, in earlier correspondence that you have over 4,000 uh, policies in force. Is that uh, mostly personal lines or is that commercial lines? What's the mix of your business? So um, we we are pretty heavy personal lines. Um, we do. My husband and I have a, a team agency. So myself and three of the staff mainly work on personal lines, and then Reggie, my husband, he primarily focuses on commercial. Um, 
workers' comp, life insurance, and some financial services. And then one of our um, staff members is cross-trained in that. So um, we're pretty heavy personal lines just because of the, the nature of the way we market. Um, but, yeah. Now, are you from uh, Nebraska? Didn't I read that you were, uh, you were from uh, Wyoming? Uh, what was the, the town that you were from in Wyoming? Right, yeah. Um, so I'm an Air Force brat, but I ended up graduating from um, high school in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and then went over to Laramie um, to attend the University of Wyoming on a scholarship. Um, and that's where I met Reggie, my, my husband, who was born and raised in Wyoming and Torrington. Um, so we both are graduates of the University of Wyoming. And then out of school, um, he was recruited by um, a district manager with Farmers Insurance. And um, just through a random train of events, we ended up in Omaha. And when we, we landed here, we didn't know a single soul outside of the, the district manager that recruited us and his wife. Um, and 13 years later, you know, um, we... We have a successful agency, a successful business, and I contribute to that to, to not knowing anyone because it forced us to get out there and network and meet people and go about things a little bit different than a lot of agents I've seen start out. Cause a lot of the agents I've seen start out, you know, start with their center of influence, which, hey, that's the smart thing to do. If you know someone, go after them. But we didn't know anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I think it, it's been a good thing for us. Well, you kind of started out that way with uh, maybe your dad in the, that kind of an environment where you didn't know anyone. So which your dad was in the Air Force. Uh, how many cities did you, uh, when you were growing up, uh, did you travel to or did you live in? Oh, gosh. Um, so he retired when I was 15 or 16. Um, so fortunately for me, I didn't have to move as much as my older sister. Um, she had to move in her senior year of high school. But um, I think I only lived in about six different cities, um, but we moved about nine times because we went back to the same place a couple times. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was good at, at talking to people and meeting new friends because I had to. <laughs> now, did he uh, retire then and his final stop when you were uh, old enough to jump off the train, uh, I presume, was in uh, Wyoming then? He did, yep. Mm-hmm. Now, do they are they still living, or do they live in Wyoming? They are. Um, so they retired in Wyoming, or he retired from the Air Force. Um, he became a realtor, and my mom was a successful mortgage officer, loan officer. Um, so in hindsight, we should have just stayed there and started our business because we would have had a natural market. But um, we were young and naive. Um, but now they, um, after a successful real estate career, they ended up retiring, retiring for real uh, down in Texas. And then about five years ago, they moved up here to be closer to us and the grand grandbabies and, um, you know, just so we can help each other out. So. so when you went off to college to the University of Wyoming, you said you had a scholarship. So you were a pretty good student then. Um, I, yeah, I was good at getting good grades. So. <laughs> well, it's and when you got there, you studied, uh, was economics and finance. Was that your first choice? Was that something that you really were interested in? Funny you ask. Um, so, no, I started out, I was pre-med, and I soon realized, because my sister's a, a physician, and I was like, well, she can do it, I can do it, and um, so I started out pre-med, and I quickly realized this was not the road for me. 
Um, and so I switched over to the business college because I, I always had an interest in, in business. Um, and I discovered economics and just loved economics. Um, and then with that, um, I had enough credits to go after a, a finance major as well. So I have uh, two degrees, one in economics, one in finance. So, Lisa, when you were in high school and college, what kind of odd jobs did you have? Oh, gosh, I had a handful of different jobs through high school. Um, I worked at a place called Bagel Makers. Um, I would ride my bike to the bagel shop at, like, 5 in the morning because we opened at, like, 530. Um, and I would sell bagel, bagels and cream cheese, a lot of it. <laughs> um, so I worked there. Um, I also worked at Boston Market, of all places, um, in high school. Um, not a fan of that one because it was greasy and not not my cup of tea. Um, but then I also found a put, pretty plush job at a tanning salon where I was able to do my homework and, um, you know, help guests into their tanning beds and all while studying. So, and then in, in college, I um, I did an internship at Wyotech which is a technical school for automotive. Um, it's a pretty well-known school, and I worked in their business department there. Um, so I learned a lot in that in that time frame of just kind of how a business operates and a big one like that. So, so when you were uh, approaching graduation, did you sit down and uh, look at the industries that were the possible occupations and say, you know, I think I'll get into insurance? Is that how all that came about? <laughs> No, not so much. <laughs> um, you know, when I was graduating, 9-11 had just happened. So um, there were a lot of changes in the hiring world. There weren't a lot of jobs available. Um, you know, so I really was at a standstill. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, you know, I had thought I would go into the business world and maybe like Union Pacific or, or do some different things in the banking world. Um, but Reggie had started down this path in property and casualty, and, um, you know, he was getting to the point um, where he was going to need some help um, if we were going to make a, make this work. And I said, well, I don't have any other offers on the table lining up for me, so let's let's give it a shot. So here we are, and now, it worked. <laughs> now, did he, uh, was he already in the business? Uh, did he graduate about the same time, and was he in the business there in Wyoming uh, before you moved to uh, Omaha? Yeah, he um, he actually has a degree in mechanical engineering, <laughs> of all things, and a minor in finance. Um, so, uh, again, it was right around 9-11. He had graduated about a year before me, um, so things were a little bit different in, in his world as well, and so that's where he got interested in the finance world um, in kind of owning your own business, um, having that flexibility and making it yours and making as much money as you're as you can. Um, so he had actually started a, an original agency in Kearney, Nebraska, right out of graduating University of Wyoming. Um, and then when I graduated, roughly about a year later, um, we picked up from Kearney and we started all over here in Omaha. So, Yeah. Well, that's a interesting journey. And how did you pick Omaha as the destination uh, to really sit down and uh, establish your roots? Yeah. 
Well, I'd like to say we scrutinized and ran analytics and uh, looked at uh, demographics and all that good stuff, but we didn't. Um, we just, our district manager that had recruited Reggie to start the agency in Kearney was taking a different territory, and, which included Omaha, and said, hey, you guys, do you want to try Omaha? And instead of Kearney, it's a bigger market, it's a bigger city, more things to do, more opportunities. And... Um, so we said, yeah, sounds like a great idea. So we picked up, sold the house, and moved out to Omaha and didn't know anyone but him and his wife, and we started our agency. Yeah. Now, when uh, you started out, I mean, kind of taking you back to the beginnings, when you started out, you obviously have a good deal of self-confidence uh, in your own abilities to uh, to make things happen. Uh, but even in the most confident of people, there's always a little doubt, maybe somewhere back in the back of their mind. Uh, what was one of the concerns that you had when you first started out or one of the fears that you had when you first uh, started out in the business? Um, you know, it's funny. You asked me that question, but I think it was one of the biggest fears was failure. Like we didn't, we didn't want, failure wasn't an option. we this was going to work. Um, you know, when, when I look back, I should have gotten a degree in marketing because that's basically all we do is we market, 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 where, um, you know, when you start an agency, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners can attest, you know, there are a lot of hats you have to wear. You're a business owner. You're the HR department. You're the IT department. You're the marketing department. You're the compliance department. You're the, you know, the the face to the client. You Not only do you have to learn what insurance is, how it works, the policy inside and out, the options, the discounts, you have to learn how to sell it. Um, you have to learn how to service it. And then you have to learn how to run the business on top of that. So it, it was a lot. Um, but I think our biggest fear was just failure, and, and we just weren't going to let that happen. When you kind of get into the flow of things and things were moving along in those early days, uh, what was one of the the things that uh, you had to really work at and you really had to focus on in order things to move in the direction that you wanted them to move? Huh, that's a good question. Um, I would say, surprisingly, the sales came natural. Like, we just, we, for whatever reason, we were, we were blessed with, with good sales skills. And so the sales were the easy part for us. The challenging part for us was was finding good staff and keeping them um, and managing them, you know. Um, so for us, a, a big challenge in our, our business over the last 13 has been staffing um, because staff can make or break you. Kind of like I said earlier, because I have good staff, I'm able to have balance and, and be a good mama as well. Um, but without that, it, you're going to die. So... Um, I would say staffing has been our, been our biggest challenge. Where have you found uh, the uh, staffing that you have? Uh, what's your, been your best resource? Was it uh, ads in the paper, referrals of friends? Uh, where has it been the best resource to find the, the people that you've needed to help you operate your business? Um, so over the years, it's changed. When we started out, you know, we would ask around, um, we even used a headhunter type staffing company. Um, that didn't go too well. Um, you know, we've tried a lot of different things. The most recent round of staffing came from online 
ads. Um, we also use our Facebook marketing to ask for referrals from our, our network of people. Um, so I would say over the years, what worked then doesn't work now. Um, and most recently, the most success we've had is, is from online ads and or word of mouth. Um, maybe someone... Maybe there's a CSR in another agency with another company that, you know, shared with a friend that she's not happy or, or this or that. So just word of mouth also is a huge asset to, to finding yeah. good people. Yeah. You know, in, in interacting with your clients, uh, uh, what, are you, what are you challenged with or what is the change that you're seeing happening in the business as far as your interaction with your clients uh, how's the business changing uh, uh, in uh, in in your marketplace? Dramatically, <laughs> um, I think probably all your listeners can attest. It's become a lot more competitive market. Um, you know, the consumer is inundated with with marketing and ads and commercials every every minute of their day. Um, you know, so I think. For us, something that's changed is loyalty. You know, um, people aren't as loyal as they used to be, in my opinion. Um, we still, don't get me wrong, we still have wonderful, loyal, long, long-time clients, but I would say people are more apt to leave you over a smaller rate adjustment than they were 10 years ago. Um, you know, we do a ton of email. Um, we're back, you know, when we started 13 years ago, it was more phone. Um, so clients prefer to interact via email and, if possible, text. Um, you know, you can leave someone a voice now these days and they won't listen to it. But if you text them, they'll text you right back. Mm-hmm. Um, same with email. They can do it at their convenience. So um, I also think that plays into the loyalty factor because it's not as personal as it used to be. When you talk to someone on the phone, you're talking with them, where if you're interacting with them via text or email, it's a little bit different. Um, so, so for us, technology has changed, loyalty has changed, and the competitive stance has changed. So we, um, you know, we're striving to always stay in front of our clients, be proactive for them. Um, you know, if we see an opportunity to help them increase their coverage or decrease their premium, we're proactively doing that for them um, and just watching out for their best interests as best we can. Yeah. Have you had uh, any uh, incidents? Uh, of bad weather uh, in Omaha recently. Uh, I haven't watched the clouds, but uh, usually what hits Omaha or, you know, you know, western Nebraska hits us later in Kansas City. But uh, have you had any weather uh, uh, incidents uh, come up uh, here in the last year or two? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Nebraska is known for its hail and wind. In fact, there was just an article in the paper, the Omaha World, pa- World Herald the other day, um, where top five the the fifth top state in the United States for hail losses. So we deal with a lot of severe weather. Um, we have a lot of cat um, catastrophe storms, um, which I'm sure a lot of your listeners in similar rate environments can attest cause challenging and volatile rate adjustments, which, you know, can lead to disgruntled clients. Um, unfortunately, we have no control over the rates and or Mother Nature. So, um, yes, we deal with a lot of weather issues, which in turn uh, trickles down into the rate issue. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, it's uh, – and I'm sure it helps remind the clients that they're awful thankful that they had the coverage uh, when those things uh, come through town. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. You're a, a young lady and a, a young man uh, building a young family. Uh, what excites you most about the next uh, three to five years uh, in your business? Hmm. You know, it's constantly changing. Over 13 years, we've seen, and I'm sure you have listeners that have been in it 30, 40, 50 years, um, but just in our short career of 13 years, things have changed night and day. So I guess I'm excited to see what else is to come. Um, you know, back 13 years ago, we would have never, never fathomed, you know, someone going online and printing their own ID card just 13 years ago. It wasn't right. that long ago. So I think it's exciting to see where technology will take us, um, products. We have, um, a pretty exciting new homeowner's product right now that is industry leading um, with three different tiers, three different options that was never even thought of 10 years ago. Um, so I think the products are, are going to change as things change. Self-driving cars are coming, you know, just the technology and how does that play into the insurance coverage. You know, if you had to look back over those uh, 12, 13 years, and had a do-over, was there, would there be one thing that you could zero in on and say, uh, boy, if I had a chance to do over, here's one area that I would do differently the next time? Um, you know, I'm glad we took the path we did because I think it's what's made us successful and, and we learned how to work hard very early on. Um, but I would say, looking back, we probably would have been more successful faster if we would have started in an area where we had a natural market. So to your listeners, given the choice to a new market and a new opportunity versus where you're used to and you have your contacts and you know people, I think you'd probably have, you know, a jumping board to jump off a little bit faster in a, in a familiar market. Yeah, yeah. Uh, growing up, I know you travel a lot with your parents, and uh, obviously you had uh, time to interact uh, with them when your dad was home. And what would be some advice or some examples that your mother or father set uh, that you uh, now, as a young parent, uh, and looking at your children, uh, say, you know, uh, my dad and mom had it uh, had it right? Oh gosh, <clears throat> my parents. Uh, were very hardworking. Um, they, they, everything that they have today, they've been very successful in their careers. They've worked for themselves. They've never been handed anything. They grew up dirt poor in Oklahoma. Um, in fact, you know, they talk about not having food and, and everything. So growing up, um, they made sure that we knew that you had to work hard to get what you want in life. Um, and I hope I can instill that in my girls because you know, right now they see they see our lifestyle right now, but they didn't see, you know, mom and dad 13 years ago, you know, barely making payments. So um, yes. I think just work hard to get what you want out of life, and no one's going to do it for you. So you got to make it happen. Lisa, thank you so much for your your comments and uh, and your insight. Uh, and just for the listeners who may have come in late, uh, our guest today is Lisa Powell who is an award-winning producer uh, with Farmers Insurance. Uh, she operates an agency with her husband, uh, Reggie, uh, in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, uh, Lisa, thank you for joining us today. Thanks so much for your time, Dennis, and I appreciate it.
Oh, hi, you're still here. Say, if you are interested in reaching thousands of licensed insurance producers across the country, why not consider sponsoring a guest podcast? If you had sponsored this episode, we would be telling thousands of listeners daily about you and your company. Find our contact information to request prices and availability at insuranceradio.com.